A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. All right, Bertie. Um, it is episode 108. Eight, yes, 108. 108. And this week we're deciding to do something a little bit different. Well, it's a bit of a celebration about season two because we're in season three now and we feel like we want to put out our best episode, a little throwback for all our new listeners who might not yet have gone back through season two. Yeah, we did this in season two as well. We did a throwback to season one. Yeah. So every so often we, we'll, we'll throw a little throwback in. Um, yeah, just to refresh what's going on, just so uh, the new listeners know what we're all about. And what episode are we going back to today? We are going back to the greatest Mickey of our generation. Yeah, we talked to Mickey Burke all about his sporting endeavours. Uh, the fact that we went to school with them. Exactly. That's our claim to fame. We Definitely. know Mickey Burke. We know Mickey Burke. No matter where you go in Ireland and you're talking about football, you're like, oh, do you know Mickey Burke? Yeah, well, we, we, we I went to school with him and I live right beside him. Yeah, I used to sit beside him in English. <laughs> exactly. And he was fantastic um, on the pod. Spoke so well about so many different things. And a perfect example of an entrepreneur too. Yeah. Pub owner yeah. and coffee shop runner as well. I really enjoyed getting to catch up with Mickey because I haven't talked to him since school. Yeah. And to see how far someone has come since school, how... how eloquent he was and how he oh, speak definitely. about stuff and knowledgeable and well stuff. it wasn't his first rodeo as he said but he definitely done a great episode for us it was great to chat to him yeah it was deadly um, obviously we did our news we did our um, our waffle game and we did our shell bombs as yeah, well yeah and as if always. you did listen to this episode the first time round you'll get to win the waffle game oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's right uh, um, okay so uh, Bertie we don't really have to name it but I'll let you name it as always yes. so this is episode number 108 the greatest Mickey ever generation again. Enjoy. Uh, I love this song. I love that song too. Um, it seems to get longer every week. It does seem longer. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. We can edit that out. Straight in there. No. Do we start again? <laughs> no, just, just keep on going. Um, Hello, everybody. Hi, hey, Bertie. It's episode 74, I think, because I printed out the wrong sheet. Uh, it is episode 74, yeah. It yeah, is. yeah, yeah. So yeah. last week was episode 73, uh, mm-hmm. A Tribe Like Us. Where Scotty lured us in to talk about the Irish football team from the 90s and 94 World Cups, and turned out that's not what we talked yes. about at all. 
Yes. It was a lot more of an intellectual conversation. Yeah. It was deep. It was deep. So was my waffle game made no sense. <laughs> yeah, that was That's funny. Um, um, also, as always, make sure to rate, like, share, follow, subscribe, all the good stuff that you might see our podcast in places. Why should people do that, Bertie? Um, oh, it's algorithm and it's maths and it's putting us out there. And no, well, what will happen if, say, if people don't do that? Well, you have to ask me that in ages. Uh, yeah, I know, yeah. Mm-hmm. You say a year down the line and... Still no one is commenting on our beautiful Instagram page. We will be very sad because uh, we like doing it and um, all these interactions will keep us uh, going and um, keep the morale high as well. Yeah, yeah. So we'll just keep on doing it. We'll keep on doing it probably regardless because we enjoy doing it. Yeah. <laughs> don't say that. That gives them no incentive. <laughs> yes. No, no. We will give this up if you don't. Uh, <laughs> but if anybody does want to sponsor the podcast, feel free to DM us. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we missed, we missed a DM from Coca-Cola last week. Oh, yeah. It's too late to write back. From who? Yeah. Coca-Cola wanted the sponsors. Oh, yeah. right. You only mm. had like a window, three seconds. It's definitely not true. Well, he said cocaine or something. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> something to do with Coca-Cola. Um, John has the intro ready. I ha- oh, I'm doing the intro tonight. Yeah, he has been practicing on the way over. Oh, really? So, yeah. right. we have a very special guest tonight. Okay. We have, I have it written here. Oh, my oh. God, he rolled it down. This is special. The legendary yes. senior mead hurler, senior mead footballer, Guinness keg lifting Longwood publican, coffee shop entrepreneur, oh. the best Mickey of our generation. <laughs> I love that. Now guest on the JB Waffle Hour. Oh, that's even better. Michal de Burke, Mickey Burke. Welcome to the JB Waffle Hour. Thanks a million, John. Thanks yeah. for that intro. Thanks, here. lads. Bye, Mickey. Great to be here. Oh, cheers. Great to have you. Um, Mickey, I'll start off with you. How was your weekend, man? Um, it was good. It was good, Scotty. Not a bother. Um... I was out with the hurlers yesterday, so we got promoted in the hurling league for Mead, which was great. Mm. Um, aside from that, like n- nothing major to write home on. Bit of work, bit of training, boring enough life, really. Mm. Um, well, I wouldn't say right. that. Thank you for the intro, by the way, John. It's no problem. M- Michael Buffer job I'll there. Text I it appreciate to you later. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll give you the brown envelope later, right? <laughs> so, me, they're up into what division are you in now in the hurling? Two A in the hurling. Um, so we were we were in quite a low division, to be honest. Um, we would have been hoping to get out of that. So it was important for for hurling, I suppose, to develop in the county to get up. Yeah. Um. So it was kind of, I suppose, a case of job done. Really, it wasn't. It won't be making the highlights now in the Sunday game or RT yeah, yeah. or anything. But it was important to get up. Yeah. We're not traditionally a, a hurling county anyway. Really, we're a football county. We are a fo- we are a football county. Yeah. Um. Definitely, the sport is with the with the footballers, but there's a pocket in Mead, bit like North Kerry, where um hurling is very popular, like South Mead, like. Where we're from, really, Trim, Kildalki, Boards Mill, Longwood, mm. Malane, those areas, Killeen, mm. um, Kiltail, that's where the hurling would be in Mead. But when you go beyond Trim into Nav and um, Kells, that direction, uh, they wouldn't know what a hurl is up that part of the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just use it for tanning someone's arse. Yeah. That's it, or baiting cattle. Baiting <laughs> <laughs> I like you bait your sheep with a hurl, do you? <laughs> no. Would you play a bit of hurling? Uh, yeah, casually. <laughs> oh, right, okay. Yeah, wouldn't have been great now. Ju- oh. Junior hurler, junior hurler. Tough old sport. That's a that's but a man's sport. Hurling. I get very defensive though when I say I'm from Mead, right? And say about hurling, and people say, "Oh, you don't play hurling there." For oh, some strange yeah, reason, yeah. I, I think it's f- as you said because you're down in the pocket, like all, all cousins, father, um, uncles, now play hurling like uh, for Boards Mill. So yeah, I always get a bit defensive when they say there's no hurling in Mead. Dundry's a good hurling town, is it as well? There's it is. A bit yeah, of hurling there in Dundry. Ah, it is. Yeah, again, it's kind of in that. I suppose if you drew a circle around Trim, maybe for for ten miles, you you, you know you kind of mm. you collect a lot of the hurling clubs there. So, mm. 
yeah, Dundry would be a big big hurling area as well. And do you know what, what made it so popular in this area in the first place? Was it just one of those things the kids just played it in school or something? Or why is it in that area in particular? Mm, that'd be that'd be interesting now. Um I don't know if I know Longwood had a cricket team years and Jesus. years ago. Um I don't mm. know if that has any origins to it. Um but like Raharney and Westmead would would be a neighbouring parish of of Killeen, mm. and they'd be a really really good uh, hurling club Raharney there in Westmead, so kind of along that um, Delvin there beside that boy as well would be a hurling area. So mm. yeah, it's just it's it's mad the way it's kind of ge- geographically in in different areas of the country. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but did you play hurling for Mead the same time as you're playing football for Mead or was that after? No, I would have combined both of them as best I could for for a long time. Um people would have been questioning me really why I was doing it, you know, to mm. be, again because we're kind of from a football area I suppose, but or a football county, but I liked both and physically I was able to do both uh, thankfully and the two managers kind of cooperated fairly well and let me let me let me at it I suppose mm. that was always the way in school though wasn't it like generally everyone who played football would go and play hurling as well yeah. in secondary school did you play f- football and hurling in secondary school as well oh god yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah definitely in the school yeah yeah 100% and even like under 16 and under 18 there with Mead and um I just be a big advocate of of playing any sport or whatever sport you want to play as a kid. Yeah. It doesn't have to be football or hurling. Do you, you know? think you would have went and uh, found hurling or football if Longwood was only hurling or football? Uh, like would I've would I've moved to another club or yeah, say like um, you know in Beliver the way the lads would play with Kildare or Kline because Beliver is just football. Mm. So if Longwood was just football, would you have went somewhere else or? Um, hard to know, but I, I'm I'm sure I probably would have like I, I would have tried to play both or, um, like I never really played any other sports. I played soccer, mm. um, rugby. No, but I love rugby. Like I watch rugby and I watch all sports till it comes out in my ears. Really, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. um, and and same same for kids. Like I'd be I'd be encouraging them to play as many sports as I could, not just focusing on one sport when I'm twelve and saying right, I want to be a I want to be a boxer. I want to be a a rugby player just just play as much as you can up to the age of 17 there's loads of sports i suppose um you know evidence-based things to to, for, to encourage kids to play up to up to 17 or 18 and then mm. maybe focus on one sport mm. yeah i suppose you can take stuff from from one sport and bring it into another it'll help you develop in other areas of your sports mm. give you a little bit of originality i suppose in the likes of say mm. if you're playing soccer you're playing hurling. Um, yeah. You can bring stuff from from hurling into into soccer. Not the stick, obviously, but other parts of like the physicality of hurling. Maybe. Yeah, 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 definitely. Mm. It was interesting because we were listening to that chap um, a few podcasts ago. That was the American football, and he was saying that um, you're kind of working your way all the way up to like 20 years old, and then that's it. You can't really play anything else. Cause oh, Kingsley, um, you yeah, can, yeah, you yeah. grow out of it or something. There's like a gap. Rather. Isn't there a gap in the states where there's just they just kind of let you go? Yeah, it's yeah. Just like you're not good enough. That's it. You're, you just tip off. Yeah, because yeah. there, there, there's no like clubs like yeah. Well, you probably know anyway, Mick. But um, that um, with the way Boris Mill along would have like you can play. It's not like so in America. It's what it was a high school, college, and then you go to the NFL, or you just stop playing. Yeah, there's, there's no like lo- local team that you can go play a bit of American football. Like it's mm. mad. Yeah. yeah, you're either you're either what's the word? Yeah, you're either like not not drafted. What's the thing where you scholarship? You either get oh, a scholarship yeah, or you or you don't do anything. You just yeah. head into a job. Is that the, is that the same with music? Like for for kids, would you encourage kids to play different instruments? Oh or, God, or, yeah. Or, yeah, 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 yeah. Develop all like once mm. once you know, like music theory 
spans all every instrument. So like once you know how to speak the language in, in one instrument, you can generally bring it across to other instruments as well. So um, I suppose like the physicality of sport would be the same as well. You, you learn fundamentals of football. You can bring those fundamentals into into soccer or or whatever cricket swimming. No, I know. I mean, there's definitely discipline in every sport. Yeah. Uh, both training and and nutrition and stuff, and that's across all sports. Then mm. the actual like um, coordination and stuff is important too because you learn a little bit from everything as well. Mm. I suppose I I don't know maybe if you went and played rugby or even the AFL, it probably take a little bit of time to adjust back. I suppose you can't slot straight into it because it's a different style of kicking, maybe. Yeah. But that'd be the only thing. It's a uh, of course, people that never played sport, they were okay as well. You know, like, <laughs> people that never played sport ever well, in their life. Uh, yeah, the musicians. Yeah, musician guys. <laughs> yeah. I played sports all the way through school. I still play sport. It's a great you. soccer player. Sportier than you are. Yeah, but you won't come play the over 35s. I know, because I haven't Have you been recruited for the over 35s yet? <laughs> Scotty was a good soccer player, from what I remember. Decent. He's like I think a gazelle. So, yeah. A gazelle, <laughs> gazelle. A very I used small to keep on gazelle. looking at you. I kept on looking at you, going gazelle. <laughs> <laughs> you literally, the ball was sellotaped to your left foot. Oh, we were playing football the five sides. Yeah, the five oh, side. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm not part of football now. Yeah, yeah. All right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the body doesn't like it anymore, though. Yeah. I did uh, the <coughs> over thirty fives in that boy. Oh yeah. And <coughs> both of my Achilles did both of them at the same time, and I'm still recovering from. It. That was January. Mm. Still recovering. <laughs> Horrible. Horrible. But the coaching's great. Once you get to that age, and that's something, would you go into into the coaching? Is that something that you do? Yeah, possibly. I, um, it's definitely something that I'd be interested in. I would have done a little bit with the with the young lads and along with there over the years. Um, I'm studying. What God, we're talking about school. Uh, <laughs> I, I I never did a tap of study in my life, um, <laughs> but I'm studying nutrition online now. So oh, nice. I'm hoping to uh, finish that and maybe kind of break into that line of of with teams do you know what I mean get involved as regards I have a huge passion for for food and nutrition and mm. performance nutrition so that would be definitely an area that I would like to uh, go down if 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 that, if that opportunity arises yeah, it's, it's such a big thing now like every every county team and even club teams now are getting like nutritionists and then even the sports psychology side of things and everything mm. so there there is a market for that there as well like oh it's brilliant it's very I suppose underutilized you know um, some people kind of love it or really embrace it and others are slow to you know to have an interest in it but there's no doubt that fueling correctly will will enhance your performance you know and help you recover so before you sorry go on oh no I was just going to say about Arsenal Wenger he brought that to Arsenal about nutrition and that and all the like the English players that was there before he came and they realised how important it was I think it was a Patrick Vieira was eating like three or four thousand calories the day of a game and they're wondering, like, why are you doing that? But then you see Vieira and he going box to yeah, box, like, yeah. and then they suddenly clicked with him. Oh, you know, that's, that's yeah. it, like, you know. Makes a huge difference. Oh, Did you notice, like, was there a point in your career that nutrition became super important? Or was it always from the very, very start when you start playing with Mead? Mm. Was it, it was just straight away they were like, you need to change that diet, stop eating those burgers and eat chicken fillets and, you know. No, I, I've thought about this before. Like, I suppose my mother was a primary school teacher, so healthy eating and food was always, you know, part of, um, oh, right. you know, mm. the family at home. And um, looking at it now, I probably was a bit obsessive about the whole thing. Even in secondary school, mm. thinking back of it, I, I, I used to bring in a lunchbox of fruit <laughs> into school um, in sixth year. But no one, like, there was no social media, and no one was telling me to do this. Mm. No one said, look, fruit is... Uh, 
I, don't, I can't remember reading up about it, but I probably had a knowledge that maybe fruit was better than eating a breakfast roll every day. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Type Wait, of thing. What you lads done. Do you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, that was one of them, <laughs> for sure. I enjoyed a breakfast roll or two now, boys. Don't get me wrong. But um, yeah, so um, yeah, healthy eating was always, and I think that's one thing that's kept me actually playing for so long and mm. it has been minding it from, you know, the way some lads get the 30 or 31 and they go, geez, I have to start eating broccoli now and spinach and, uh, <laughs> yeah. you know, drinking water. Yeah. You know, <laughs> Um, but I suppose I was doing that since school but again no one actively came and told me about that like even mm. nutritionists weren't big back then like that's yeah. 02 03 type of thing so mm. yeah mm. and do you think that was part of why because when you were in school you were one of the like to be honest one of the main lads it, when it came to sport in our school the, if we were playing a game of, game of football or soccer you were always there putting the ball over the bar or putting the ball in the net you were hard to fucking catch and you were a big big buck as well you were streaks ahead of anyone, really, when it came to playing sport. I remember that from playing soccer, anyway. Um, but do you think that even back then, that because you're eating right and you're obsessive over it, that that's what kind of set you apart? Possibly. Like I was, de- I was definitely a slow, um, a late developer. Um, I I was not like first, second, third year. Mm. I had a bit of puppy fat on me. I was not like I even think of Robbie Kennedy. He was a machine even back then. Paddy Austin. I met Paddy Austin. Mm. Um, funny enough, he's he's over and he's a PT now in Johnstown Bridge in, John, right, in yeah. Johnstown. Yeah. yeah, and we had a great old chat. And I could never beat that man in the sprint. We were yeah. laughing about. It. He was a rocket. Yeah. Um, but then all of a sudden, like it was just like almost fifth, sixth year. I kind of lost a bit of that, you know, puppy fat and started becoming a bit more mobile and quicker. And, um, but yeah, um. Yeah, and then I, I was probably playing so much and playing soccer. I was throwing my hand into everything and probably developed a bit of bit of fitness, a bit of aerobic fitness and mm. the good food and all those little things helped. And slowly but surely then I kind of, I was I was definitely, I, I don't think at first year people would have been saying, this guy, this guy here, he, he might play for me. I don't think so. Mm. Um, not in my mind anyway. Yeah. Did you, did you think about playing soccer at all professionally or did you play for a club or anything? Or what, through school? Because I, I don't remember you playing in school. You used to play with Aher. Oh, right. Aher Park up to about 16. With Paddy Austin, he was in that team, was he? Yeah, Paddy Austin, all them boys. Um, Robert Ryan. Robert Ryan, uh, Stephen Mullally used to be there. That's right, yeah. Um, Flicky. Um, la, yeah, Flicky, God. <laughs> yeah, boys, yeah, brilliant. Yeah, all them lads, yeah, back in the day. But um, we used to have good old battles with Trim Celtic. Yeah. Um, yeah, Trim Celtic would have been really, really, really good at that time as well. So Hatton? Connor Hatton played with you as well, did he? Uh, Richie Hatton played. Oh, Richie. Um, Willie Milner. Uh, Paul, uh, no, hold on now. Paul Rispin was with. Paul Rispin was with Trim Celtic. Oh, he's mm. a Trim man, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So um, that was strange because Aher were Summerhill. So you know there would have been a good old battle with Rip. Yeah. But um, now he was he was a serious bit of stuff actually. Yeah, he was now, great now, now, now Still is a good player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was in that over thirty five league there a few weeks ago. Couldn't touch him. Rip was really good yeah. at everything. Like I mean, Bra- Brian is good as well. Like there. that's the older brother, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. yeah. they yeah. played with him in Park Celtic. Like it's actually it was Brian. Well. It wasn't Paul who was well, playing okay. the other okay. over thirty five. Yeah. I think it was still Paul, couldn't touch him. Paul would be over thirty five as well. Oh, he would be. He's older than us. He's about two two years older than us. I think. And 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 Brian is older than that again. Like. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, I remember playing at her for at boy, and it was always great crack because all the lads were <laughs> were just like the Flicky and Paddy Austin and stuff, having good crack on the pitch when they're playing. Like, ah, sure, the miser's good as gold. Yeah, a lot of great old times <laughs> in school. Um, great, great memories, I must say. But you, you never thought about kind of going. Okay, I think soccer maybe might be something I will do professionally. There's good money in it. Would I go that that route? Oh, I don't think I was good enough, Scotty. Right? I don't think ultimately I was good enough. No. No, I wouldn't think so. I think, it w- I, again, I would have to be playing a little bit more. I would have only started playing from maybe 12 to 16. Right, I was actually, okay. I was actually goalie. I oh, used were to, you? I used to play goals or up front because I was quick enough. I yeah. wasn't bullish, but, you know, kick it over the top and let him run after it. Yeah. Um, but, no, I, I, I don't think I had... No, soccer was very, very technical. Rory McGuire was a brilliant soccer player. He, yeah, got, he, yeah. he was up in Dublin a bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right, you could yeah. see the guys that were in Dublin, but, no, I wasn't at that level. Mm. And when when was it you knew kind of football was this is what you wanted to do? Probably fifth sixth year in school, I kind of moment, I yeah. kind of started. I got on the meet under eighteens when I was in Leavensart. Oh, did and, you? And that was a big one. That was the minors, you know. All oh, right. So no one from Longwood really had um, made it, I suppose. And um, that that was that was huge. And that was you know playing under eighteen with Mead was football was a big deal um, at the time. So. Yeah, um, look, I, pr- I probably threw my eggs into a lot of baskets, like I said, schoolwork and uh, college and all those things were put on the back burner, probably, and uh, to to my mother's disgust, I would think, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, yeah. but like mum would have been from, you know, she was primary school teacher, my brother was a vet, Yeah. Um, he's a good bit older than me, there's a big age gap in my family, um, Coleman's 15 years old and me, my sister is 13. So I was the baby by a long shot. Right. Um, so, but yeah, and once I made the, the under, like, like any kid, you grow up as a young fella, and you, you know, you have a ball, and well, it was a ball for me. Again, it's different for everyone, you know. Music, you know. Mm. Um, it was a ball for me, and seeing the Keepak jersey and wanting to play a bit with me, then you had that dream. Yeah. Did I ever think I was going to play football with me? Being from Longwood, no. Uh, but then the o- the under 18s opened up a, a few doors for me and maybe are being watched a little bit more mm. do you think um, and not to put, put you down or anything but <laughs> is there any luck involved because I, you, I, I do watch you know obviously the, the soccer um, and you think of um, players going to different clubs and managers buy them and then another manager doesn't come in and they're pure unlucky that you know they don't fancy them or whatever and then Someone like um, I always say Arnold was in the right place at the right time with Liverpool when Klein got injured. Now I know he's not obviously playing well now, but he was. I think he was still lucky because I don't think he would have had that Arnold if Klein never got injured. So do you think in maybe when you made um, the minor team was it because like Longwood Club was going well and that's how you got in? Did you go to the trial and on that day you just like lit up the place and you got on it, or do you actually just think look at you just worked your arse off like? Yeah, I, I, I definitely worked really, really hard, and I'm able to say that now. You know, looking back, and and uh, you know, I def I definitely worked my socks off, um, but I've no doubt that luck plays a huge part, Bertie. Definitely, mm. um, like like I said, long so we were junior B, like so we were like, um, League One, you know, in soccer terms, uh, the first team in Longwood. So Sean Boylan was the manager, legendary manager at the time. And he was not afraid to look down the divisions, and maybe he saw a little bit, a bit of a rough time in the young fella there playing, and said, "We'll give him, we'll give him a chance." So that was the following year. That was in 04. Yeah. So I was still eighteen, but I was coming nineteen, 
and uh, yeah, he called me into the squad, and that's that's how it all kind of kicked off. Then for the seniors, yeah, so definitely look, no doubt. Yeah, I think you're right because uh, some of the other managers, I think that's a complaint a lot of people in Mead had that Boylan always looked down because I think wasn't Evie, Evan Kelly was a junior player I think as well loads of lads junior players yeah. yeah where then there was a time there um, who was after that was it there was Eamon, Eamon O'Brien and Barry was there and Colin, Colin Kyle, Kyle. Yeah. and they, they might, na- might have looked like higher up mm-hmm. and there'd be people maybe that missed their chance then because you can see now that like y- you can have quality down that far as long as you're coachable and you're willing to put in the hard work like that as well like yeah, definitely. Like, and Boylan was famous for that. Down through the years, he looked down. He looked down the divisions, and he gave lads a chance. So, um, may, maybe, like I said, he spot, sp- spotted a bit of a diamond in the rough. I don't know, but thankfully, he he, he gave me a chance anyway. Yeah. And do you think um, was there ever a point that came like because you're obviously still playing now that you thought like oh you know that that's it you're kind of done or you know whether it's I don't know injuries or things tr- throughout your career that you think that you mightn't come back from or are you that mentally strong that any setback that you had you just kind of power through because I just look at like at now I, I'm still playing now obviously I was never as good as you but I, I love playing for Boris Mill the same way as you play with Longwood but I look now I'm the only one left of my age group that is still playing and has been I know Davey came back when they won the intermediate in the hurling but apart from that like all the lads that I went to school with or my age they stopped playing years ago like yeah, uh, and I would have noticed you. Like, I'm sure you're you're gymming away, and I'm sure that's helped you keep playing for as long as you have as well. Um, like, I don't think you're you're not human if you don't have doubts and and if you don't have insecurities and you know setbacks. Um, like, I broke my leg badly in 2010. Really, really bad. Did ligaments in my knee. That as was well. uh, down in O'Connor Park. That's right. Yeah, uh, I was. I was fairly. I was actually fairly close to that. Yeah. Did you hear a crack around it? No. Some no, people so said you were uh, around nearly where the dugouts is in O'Connor Park. That's right. Yeah. And I was just up behind the dugouts. And I remember. I think he got up and went to run again. I did yeah. because I could hear my father. I could hear my father in the back of my head, and uh, saying, "Get up, get up." Mm. You know, because he used to say that to me again. We were talking off air, but you know. Parents and stuff like that. Like dad would have no time for an injury, and still to this to, to this day, like if I come home with a cut in my finger, and I'd be like, "Damn, my finger's hanging off." He'd be like, "They're not a bother, yeah." What are you talking about? <laughs> like a plaster on. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So I could hear him shouting at me in my mind, and I tried to get up and run, and next thing I just oh, oh Jesus. yeah, um, broke the tibia and fibula. So, but um, coming back so from that, break I had or a fracture. A fracture. I've a I've a I've a plate in my leg for life. Oh, wow. So um yeah and yeah over the bone. So uh, that took about ten months to come back. Yeah. Um, but again, you know, I wanted to come back and I was determined to. I didn't know if I was going to come back, but give myself the best opportunity of coming back and playing again. It's just amazing, like the human body that can do that. Like mm. still play it and go out and still play, what you do what you're doing. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I look. Lo- plenty of guys have come back from a broken leg, and yeah. uh, I suppose the one you don't want is the Achilles. Is yeah. the is the is the is a broken leg or a cruciate? So, yeah, um, yeah that w- that was the nastiest one I've got. Well, um, moving away from Sorry. sport, I suppose. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, you can get back into it. As you know, I'm not much into sport. That's so okay, John. That's my problem. I wasn't much right. into Star Wars either, down, but, but I sat here and listened. <laughs> you're, you're, you're a long distance runner, are you not? Uh, only on a, a, after a night out. <laughs> <laughs> 3 a.m. in the morning when I'm on my own, heading home. <laughs> you ever get so drunk that you just say, Peck it, I'll run home. Oh, yes, absolutely. And you absolutely sprint. Yeah, and you regret the crap. And out the, of the coldness night. of the air in your ears, you just makes you run faster. Do you remember uh, we were out 
uh, I think it was just after COVID. We were in. It was, it was a time we didn't invite Bertie for pints. Yeah. That great. That was the best night of, the, of our, our lives. Unbelievable. Yes. But constantly leave me out. I got yeah. a. I got a lift home. Uh, my mother dropped me home actually, and um, the next morning I got up and I was still absolutely locked. Yeah. And I decided I was going to run to trim for my boy. Yeah. It's <laughs> like ah, feck it. I'll, just, I'll just run it. Yeah. Halfway there, I regretted the shit. <laughs> that decision. Yeah. No doubt about it. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, um, sorry. Go on. But um. Yeah, I, I kind of I was always followed you as well, and suppose I've known you since you got since we were young lads as well. But I've kind of been a fan of the Mickey Burke brand that you've had. I suppose. <laughs> yeah. You know, you, you kind of have a brand, don't you? Like you're like the Mickey Burke, like because you've been a bit of an entrepreneur throughout the years. Like you're, you've had what would have been your first business? Like you're doing accessories and stuff like. What was your first? Like what? I suppose. What, what age did you start going? Sure, I can set my own business up. Were you a young lad, and did, did someone inspire you when you to set up your own businesses? Because you've had a um, a few runs and stuff. Very first one. Um, well, we had a farm at home, so I suppose mm. it was kind of always kind of wheeling and dealing in the old Martin trim. Yeah, uh, with my father. Um, missed a few Fridays in school. Um, so yeah. bartering there and seeing the crack with farmers and that type of thing. Seeing how it um, works. Yeah, mm. exactly. Kind of got into and then you, you know the pub. Um, looking at lads and see, seeing what they do but I suppose the gear then was kind of the first thing I, I thought of yeah. um, the retro jerseys was was the, was the idea in my head Yeah. and look, look, looking back on that now probably look I wish I painted patented that idea yeah, there's a lot, of, in, in, a lot in, of lads doing that now it's it? huge now yeah, yeah. and G, the GA jerseys were you, you know? one of the first lads to do it technically yeah, I look. I can't be sure, but I think I was one of the yeah. first. I had the Mead jersey in my head um, to do from the from the eighties and the nineties, you know, yeah, yeah. and uh, it went really well. And then you look, a few, a few other companies started doing it, and look, rightly mm. so. Look, um, mm. I, I wasn't sure how to patent something, to be honest yeah, with you. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know, and you're kind of that's into legal stuff and putting yeah, money and stuff. It's hard to find trustworthy people as well yeah, in a way. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. if I go and I tell someone my my idea yeah. that yeah. I don't really know that well that yeah. I'm confiding in. They could just go and tell someone else, and next thing, like, yeah, don't worry about your man. We'll 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 start doing this. Yeah. Um. So I wasn't really sure where to go or what to do. So I look, I just left it with the mead ones. Um. CJ Murta and Trim was really helpful to me. Actually, he was he was a great help, mm. uh, getting things kicked off. So um, that's what I did, and the gloves and slitters mm. and. Um. But yeah, the retro jerseys was was kind of the idea, and retro was in at the time. Yeah. But. Because yeah. the, the soccer ones were always knocking around for ages, the retro mm. soccer ones. But I definitely yeah. think uh, you're definitely close to the first one, and you remember seeing with the with the GA ones. Mm. And now, like nearly every kind of company, as you said, like that do gear. I think KC Sports do vintage or retro ones, and KC, yeah. And then there's a few of them then that have have them, of course. But I suppose when you're in the business of doing all the gear and stuff, it's probably easier than to to slide over to that. Then. Yeah. So, uh, like again, I um. Gloves and uh, gloves and slitters are are made in Pakistan, so uh, yeah, the, the majority of them are. Nice. Um, so to wear over like a couple of grand for 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 gloves, and you don't know who you're sending it yeah. to. It's bizarre, yeah. it's bizarre. It's Whether bizarre. press the enter button or yeah. not, yeah. You can get a new wife arriving at the door. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's not what I fucking ordered. <laughs> so uh, yeah, slitters aside, the golf balls. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you don't know if they're going to come back. What are they going to be like? Um, and were you um, in contact with like? Like oh god, were yeah. You, were you getting like these emails back with like badly done English or WhatsApp? What's yeah, up? all done on WhatsApp. Yeah, no photos. Way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gas, amazing. Yeah. So, and just sending them photos, 
constantly no I don't like this no put that there mm. and that's how it all kicked off yeah Jesus yeah so experience it's, it's definitely mad. Yeah, definitely. And so. did you just Google uh, factories and <laughs> how, how did you find one? Where are slitters made? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I'm, I'm, I made I made contact with um, a, another chap who kind of was in, the, I suppose, the sports game for a while, um, doing gloves and socks and all that type of thing, shorts and that. Not O'Neill's, um, but, but, but you know, a lad, a lad from down the country. So, um, again, he was very helpful and... You know, again, very kind, gave me a hand, said, look, <coughs> this chap in Pakistan is trustworthy and, yeah, yeah, I get my gear from him. So that was it. That, that's how it, That's how that kicked off. But mm. um, it's hard, It's a hard game to get into, you know, so I'm not pushing it massively as well. You Sounds know? like a lot of work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it is, yeah. Because yeah, you have to put in a big capital in order to get stuck in and then you're not guaranteed and stock is going to go for you either. Mm. Right? Mm. That's it. Because you, you don't have like a shop, it's all kind of online or clubs contacting you or whatever. Like. Yeah, I do. I do I do my website online. Der- Derek Donahue, um actually did you my did website. website. Oh, yeah. yeah, I remember Derek, he was yeah, a, year, yeah. a year or two above us in school. Yeah. I love a soccer player. Unbelievable oh, soccer just, player, yeah. yeah. His caps were Ireland actually underage. He was telling me when he was doing yeah. it, yeah. yeah. He was phenomenal. He Brilliant. was like phenomenal, like at six. Injury like, was, was the thing that got him, I think, wasn't it? Yeah, was his injury. back, I think, he mm. was telling me. Uh, but no, he was an absolute gent and he designed my website, so that's that's uh, that's how that kicked off. But yeah. And what was the plan to go to clubs and go, look, I, I can provide your gear for you. You give me an order and I'll fulfill it type of thing, or just kind of advertise to people you knew? Or what's the, what was the business idea when you first started it? I wanted to do f- Gaelic footballs originally. That was made because o- O'Neill's have the monopoly completely. Yeah, but there's, yeah. there's actually very hard to get a Gaelic football. Mm. Uh, but I soon realised that again, you're getting gear back from Pakistan. The ball could be lopsided. The ball could be war- right. could be warped. The stitching mightn't be good in it. Mm. And slitters were more reliable. So I went with the slitters, and the gloves were all was good. Yeah, uh, they were really really solid Gaelic football glove. And. Um, yeah, so all all mine were online. I put some of my retro jerseys into CJ's. Um, CJ they sold straight away. Right. Um, but uh, yeah, I I don't like I said again. I would be a big believer in what kind of word of mouth is pretty mm, good yeah, and, yeah. and a good way of doing it. So I I try not to be too OTT on the old social and annoy people about it. Like you know what I mean. So if they want us, they'll 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 see it. You know that type of thing. Now you wait until this podcast comes out. There'll be a, a new four customers for you. Yes. Now buying gloves. Uh, thirty eight. <laughs> thirty eight customers. You'll see. Um, and then um, I suppose about fast forward on. Then COVID happened, and then you couldn't play sport. The pub was closed. Yeah, you, you had a few. You had another idea then. Yeah, that's right, John. Look, the hamster's always in the wheel. It's yeah. always going. <laughs> always going. That's it. So, yeah, Scotty and myself run the coffee. It'll Could be going now until one o'clock tonight <laughs> again. So, <laughs> yeah, went to, I, I went down the coffee shop route, um, yeah. and that was something that was always on my mind and wanted to do, and COVID forced my hand to actually just go ahead and give yeah. it a go. Um, I went over to England and, and bought a horse box, um, went over in the boat, and was going to put a horse box in my gateway, and uh, on the main street hmm. and then I said no I'm not going to do that I have the front room is, is what I call the the business it was literally your front room wasn't it like it, the house front room it's the house front room that wasn't that was amazing yeah it wasn't really used that much oh. it was kind of like the sitting room you know the goods the good <laughs> sitting room that, yeah. you know <laughs> wanted the fireplace in yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that was <laughs> never Christmas used time. so yeah. um, I said I'd slap out a canopy and I'll, I'll, I'll put out a hatch here now and we'll We'll serve out into the main street, and if it doesn't work, I can close the window down and just forget about it. I think yeah. that I think that ended up probably being better because the horse box thing, or 
trailers or whatever got overplayed like yeah yeah and then the probably a little bit more safety maybe i know it's obviously not mobile but there's a bit more safety because yeah actually had the building and everything like that like yeah definitely and uh like we're saying there now i'm kind of thinking i'm already thinking of the summer and i'm thinking about maybe venues and maybe the mm. maybe the front room can kind of go in the horse box still and yeah, maybe somewhere still else have the horse box? i still have it out <laughs> in the yard yeah oh, you went and got the horse box anyway. oh no, yeah I got, ah, the, I, got, right. I got i got the horse box Is yeah it kitted out in everton yeah, Ready kitted out, yeah, yeah, wow. kitted out, um, went to Telford in England, um, went over in the boat, a horrendous day, Jesus, the boat, lads, by God, went <laughs> over in the boat and uh, got over and, um, yeah, came back in the same day, wrecked a boat, oh, uh, yeah. I just, I, I just, no, whatever, I went on my gut and I said, no, this horse box, no, no, we, we, we put out a canopy, um, so if it's raining, people can stand underneath it and order their coffee and comfort and... I was very keen to get a good, a really good cup of coffee and a few homemade cakes and did hopefully people will come back you, with that. You had a passion for coffee before you even set it up or did you kind of go, people have passion for coffee, I'm going to give, and the pub's quiet, so I'm going to do something or did you just love coffee and you had a passion for it? Lo- yeah, loved coffee. Um, started taking it for pr- performance and sport originally. <laughs> the old caffeine. Yeah, the caffeine hit and uh, that was probably 09 or 10. The nutritionist in me at the time said, boys, Let's get let's get a coffee in there forty days. minutes before training. All right. So used to be Jaffa cakes. <laughs> yeah, Jaffa cake maybe a half time. Yeah, yeah. Sweet is probably a bit better or a gel now, but um, yeah. So and like I said, if someone told me to do whatever or eat whatever, I'll I'll do it to the letter of the law. So yeah, I kind of started liking this caffeine stuff, and then that's how it all took off. Yeah, went 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 with the coffee, and um, always had a, a keen interest in it. So. Um, and did you have to like? Did you travel the country looking for the best coffee, or did you, did you, um, did you know a guy that was in operation already? Or did you kind of go, I'll go down to Galway now, I'll try this coffee, or what? Like, how would you research best coffee? Because there's a lot of competition when you set up. Like, mm-hmm. as in, there's a lot of people say that they have the best coffee. Yeah, like, because it is, it's a, it's a saturated market, as in horse boxes and stuff like that. It was tough to, but you obviously did really well. So obviously, you did something that was. Yeah, well, like I'm on my days off, or if I'm like, I I'm I'm not teetotal. I am a drinker, um, but like I would, I would go out of my way for a coffee, like on on mm-hmm. kind of a day that I'm off or whatever. I'd I'd travel, like I travel ten or fifteen or mi- miles. You know what I mean? To go to a nice spot, have a nice breakfast, have a bit, of, have a coffee. So, mm. um, I whittled it down to probably three or four beans, uh, John, mm. and uh, ended up going with a, a chap from Ranala, uh, Nick Nick's Coffee. Uh, with an N and um, yeah just I really liked the, the coffee and, and said that's where that's where I that's who I go with and stick with and approached him and he was very very helpful yeah and setting up and mm. that's where I, I get my beans from and then you went and done courses obviously in it as well like yeah I went yeah. to a lot of people it's not, it's not like you have the machine in the machine you just press the button and <laughs> yeah <laughs> and pe- pops. <laughs> people think that don't they yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and, and a lot of people did that and I just wouldn't yeah. I wouldn't like straight in bed doing that now yeah. you know because I, the, I really the, wouldn't that would be just kind of if you'd done that it would just be very standard or very bland coffee anyway it would be and yeah. how, how would you be comfortable put, putting out a product and you haven't you know you don't know what you're doing like mm. do you know what I mean so for the first year, I worked very hard at myself. I, I, you know, I was kind of there all day, every day. We wanted to get that consistency, and then trained up a couple of girls, and they've taken the pressure off me. But I went to Dublin Breeze to school and did yeah seven days or ten days up there. I think 
Um, and like I was saying to Scotty, God, it's mind-boggling coffee. There's yeah. there's so much to learn about. I thought I knew a bit about it, but mm. like no. the weights and uh, like the oh. weight is. I the one thing I learned what was like absolutely amazing was you have to get your weights right, and then when you do something to it, then the weight is different. I think it was yeah, it was grinding. When you grind it, the yeah. weight is different or something. It's yeah, bad. I've actually got a grinder. I got a brand new machine and a grinder there about three weeks ago and. It, it gives you the exact weight of the coffee now when you when you put it in you know yeah. grinds it to um 18.1 grams um yeah so, so consistency that way like consistency all the time yeah uh, yeah it's 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 fascinating really probably bores some people but yeah. you need you, no, need, you need a top machine then as well of course yeah you do, uh, yeah. scotty's always saying that about gear as well to yeah. buy right, buy good stuff. Like yeah, buy buy good stuff once. Yeah, and don't buy shite loads of times. Absolutely. Is that a reflection in your mindset though? Like, as in you're in sport, you're always right. Consistency is key, and I well, got to be the best at this. Now you're bringing that to your businesses and saying consistency and do always do every day has to be top notch. Uh, I'd like to think so. Yeah. I'd like to think so. Yeah, that I would. Uh, I'm an easy going guy in many ways, um, but like we're saying I like to do some. if I'm going to do something I want to do it right do you know what I mean and mm. of course you're going to have days when like you're playing you mightn't just get your milk right or it might mm. be a little bit off but you you don't want that to be happening too often mm. um, because when it comes to food and drink people will only give you a couple of chances yeah mm. yeah. and what, what's the, the footfall like in, in Longwood was it something that you had to advertise heavily or was it just like it just took off straight away no, no, I had, I, from what I remember, I had a, it's about, coming up to about two years open now, actually, mm-hmm. I think, so I had a bit soft opening, um, one of the days, and people came, and then a bit of word spread, I suppose Longwood has grown dramatically since I was a young fella, Hu- right. m- hugely, since probably about 2000, Scotty, like, there's five, there's five new estates in the village, All right. like, we're only an hour away from O'Connell Street as the, as the crow flies mm. in town. Um, so that's how Longwood became really, really popular. Um, that you're, I suppose, in the country, but you're so close to Dublin. Yeah, yeah. Um, two big, two big schools. Um, like the secondary school, well, I, I, I would think it has taken a lot away from Boyne. Like a lot of them are yeah, going, yeah. To, going to yeah. Longwood now. Yeah. Um. So yeah, the population has grown hugely in the, in the village. So it's it's uh it's 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 helped me in the in the pub in the coffee shop yeah yeah and so it wasn't necessarily a case of i just want to kind of grab the attention of longwood it was more i want to make a name as like a really good coffee place so that people travel from even outside of longwood to come and and have my coffee that was kind of the idea it wasn't to go just go local yeah i would think so i i really wanted to start off small to get it right like people would always say Will you open up? Can we can we go in and sit down? Or why don't you do food? Why don't you do sandwiches? Yeah. Uh, you know why are you mm. not doing? And I'm like, lads, relax. Like mm. you know, mm. we wanted to start off small and do yeah. it properly. Yeah. I think sometimes people bite off uh, too much. Yeah, and uh, get 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 your. It's like building blocks. It's like a house. You know, mm. get your groundwork done first, then then you build your walls, then you build your roof. You know, mm. um. So that that's what I want to do. And now I'm looking down the line, maybe doing. Doing other things, maybe doing a few nice sandwiches or doing, you know, mm. maybe a nice sit down area in the summer, that that type of thing. Yeah. But um, yeah, and the greenway has been great, so it's a nice nice walk with there, the Royal yeah. the Royal Canal. So all these mm. little things helped. Yeah, yeah. So you're planning to take over more of your mother's house um, <laughs> and turn it into Does a she coffee shop? Now, <laughs> yeah. Well, the pub game's changing, boys. So yeah. um, you know, people aren't drinking as much, and yeah, yeah. Um, it's easier to get drink, and you can get them in off licenses. And yeah. um, again, you sure, Longwood doesn't need a big hip cocktail bar now. No, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're going to teach me a few. Yeah, no, cocktails. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
like water. a proper jazz bar. Yeah, yeah, you never know. Yeah. Might oh, do well. Just a building beside you for sale, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> o- open mind. You have to keep yeah. an open mind, lads. Yeah, yeah we'll meet up. We'll meet up. Who knows? We'll have a chat. We'll have a chat. <laughs> yeah. D- Longwood will will always have stonies, though, won't it? Like, I mean, that's that's that is Longwood. To me. When I think yeah. of Longwood, I think yeah. stonies. Stonies. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's that's gas. Uh, <laughs> it is. Well, sure, you have to. Yeah, it is. Like stonies is. Is Longwood? Yeah. I, I yeah. just that's automatically. What yeah. what I was hyping Longwood last night. You're in stonies. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's um, it, it, it's a bit like that that uh, book. Oh, this 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 boy out in Galway with his father, and his father was a farmer, and he hated working with his dad, and hated farming, and oh, he says, look, at, they they were fighting all the time, and he fecked off to America for years, and um, you know, it, over time, the lure of the land they started calling him back and calling him back, and it was reminds me a lot of the pub when I was young, like I was yeah. very very uncomfortable in the bar, yeah, um. D- you know, Dad would ask me to work and pick up glasses, and oh, jeez, yeah, like yeah. I was forced to do. I was it very shy, stage. like I, I was really. And you know, you put your hand into someone's glasses, and next thing they grab it and they say, "No, no, I'm not finished with that." Yeah. You know what I mean? And you'd be yeah. like, "Oh, jeez." Um, I, I did. I did, wasn't comfortable at all, but over time, I mean, you know, you get a little bit more confident, and you, you know, I would hate to see it. I would never you know sell it or anything like that, you know yeah, what i mean yeah. it's my family bub and it's yeah. you know my father so uh, again you know you, you're almost lured back into it but yeah yeah it's i suppose it is a, a um I'm very proud that people think like that in a way you know yeah mm, it's and an institution really isn't did, it? did your dad buy that or is that like older than your dad as well that um it's been in the family for like generations or did he see like was he a, a a farmer because he was always from Longwood wasn't he no no my mother was actually always from Longwood and my father came to Longwood when he was 21 Um, that 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 pub went up for sale in in 1963 Um, there there was there was 13 in my father's family and that pub went up for sale and my grandfather who I didn't know at the time um, sold land just outside Kilcock um, to buy that place Mm. with I suppose the vision of uh, me father going into it and running it and maybe the brothers and the sisters getting a bit of work and it was a grocery in a pub mm-hmm. All right. um, so he was kind of you know I suppose it was kind of again business like in thinking that it'll provide instead of a load of land yeah, yeah. not not of use to 13 kids yeah. um, that uh, and that that's what happened and dad's sisters married guys around the village and you know, I've cousins around the village, but yeah, dad, dad came. He was one of the youngest publicans in in Ireland at the time. Um, it's gas when you think about it, like you know. Mm. So he's been there since yeah, sixty three or sixty four. And what was what was it called? Did he call the Stonies then after it, himself? It, it it was Mick. It was Mick Murphy's. Mick, Mick Murphy. Um, yeah, Mick Mick Murphy, and um, he he only got the nickname or nickname Stony when he came to Longwood, um, because he he uh, there was a I think there was a Western called Stony Burke at the time, <laughs> oh, <laughs> so that's how that's how the name Stony stuck. Yeah, that's mad. Didn't know that. And was it always the plan that say you were going to come in and take over the the, the business and and run the pub from young? Like, did you know like oh, this is this is where I'm going to end up now? No, I, d- I don't think so. Like, that's what I'm saying. You know, I, I was, like I said, I didn't drink until I was nearly 20. I was 19 when I, when I drank uh, into McCormick's. Um, so I wasn't, I wasn't <laughs> like, like drink- <laughs> you weren't 15, no, like the rest of us. <laughs> no, hang on, not, no. not like everybody. Oh, no, yeah, yeah, you're still Jeez. teetotaler, yeah. Yeah. Um, so I was late to the old drinking game, um, but 
no, like I didn't, I didn't have any passion for that. I, I, like I said, you know, I was very, very, I was shy. I was uncomfortable in the bar setting, mm. and um, it it took time to 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 come around to it. And it's it, it's a tough gig in ways. Like it, it yeah. still is. Like you know, late nights and yeah. people dealing with people with alcohol and mm. you know when people can hold it and have have fun with it, it's great. But there's nothing more uh, frustrating, I suppose, than. You know, a bowsy, you know what I mean? And you know. um, did your parents leave you off, like, and you came back to it? Or did that, like, were they saying it to you and then eventually convinced you, like, or what, what you say about that pull, that just eventually, like, pulled you back into it, like? I think so. I suppose it was yeah. a natural pro- progression and they were getting a bit older. Like I said, mum yeah. and dad were, you know, in their 70s and it wasn't fair in them type of thing. And um, so they bought a house down the road. I stayed living upstairs above it, which I still do now. Mm. And uh, yeah, you're kind of, I suppose, trust into trust into the job, and that's that's I suppose natural progression. Yeah, yeah. it's his hat I always remember from going playing Longwood, and he cowboy, cowboy hat. Uh, yeah, <laughs> the umpire and always knock around the pitch when you'd be going over playing underage, and even I think uh, well, geez, it's been a long time now since we played Longwood because obviously. Yous were going up and we were going down in the football. But I think even the the last league game, I was over there. I think it was like a Tuesday night, frost night. He was still there, like. Yeah, he he just loves it. He's 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 bloody as hard as that now. So it's which is great, thank God. And um, the, my my outlet says he's the he was the kind of footballer that every time you hit him, he just seemed to get harder and harder to hold him. <laughs> that's what that's what my outlet said. Anyway. Mm. So they say, like the amount of times I've met boys in the street and. They've just shouted over. There's that lad, Stony Barker. Jesus Christ, he broke me up fifty years ago. <laughs> yeah, so oh, look, it wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, wouldn't surprise me at all. And did your dad play for Meath at all? He did. Yeah, he did. Um, he he's actually the only man to play under eighteen and senior on the same day, which oh, which, 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 which hasn't been done since. Yeah, no way. Yeah, it was just a freak. Um, he was a goalie actually. Right. So he was the under eighteen goalie at the time. And the senior goalie got sick, and the, you know the minors played before the seniors um, on mm. Championship Day, mm. so he had to tug out then for the seniors, and it's it's never been done since. Yeah, so, it's a, yeah, so yeah, it does be asked the odd time in LMFM um, actually. So <laughs> and yes, the questions like yeah, yeah, class. yeah, yeah. Who's the only who's the only mead man to ever play minor and senior Championship football on the one day? That's amazing. Yeah, Stony Burke. That's not. Yeah. Hope that's not in the waffle hour quiz, Bertie. No, it's not. No. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, yeah. that's a great legacy to have. And did he play football for long? Did he have a long career with Mead? No, no, not really. Um, he just played for a couple of years, I think. Right. Um, but, um, yeah, no, he had a long long club career. He played for years then for the club or whatever. But, Mm-mm. yeah, he played, he, played a wee, he played a wee bit. He just loves loves sports. Like, he'd be up again, like I said. He loves all sports, Formula One, rugby, soccer, mm. he, golf. He'd be watching Everton on the telly. Hmm. Even at a, he's coming 83 now, so... Yeah, he's a great bit of stuff. So fine age. Yeah, you you were just on. Uh, you've never crossed paths to play in a charity game together, right? Did you just? We play. We 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 played. Uh, God, I was. Fo- it's not allowed now. Yeah, we <laughs> played. A, uh, I think it was a hurling game with him. Yeah, one game under fourteen. He was about sixty in goals. They had to tug him out, thinking the wellies or something. <laughs> yeah. And does he does he still do work in the bar at all? No, nothing. No. no, no. He comes up for a few swills there on a Thursday and on a Saturday, and he loves his old cards and yeah. going around chatting the lads. And uh, mm-hmm. no, he he was he he actually was probably a farmer really. Right. Okay. He didn't have a passion for. Funny enough, my mother probably kept the whole show going. Now that I think back on it, right. Um, Dad had come in, swan in, and <laughs> hold the room, hold court with the boys, have a chat, have a drink, and yeah. have the crack, like you know. Yeah, yeah. But um, 
yeah, mom probably kept the whole thing going, really. Yeah, and was it hard for them to, to step away from that and, and kind of let you come in? Or was that kind of, they're like, yeah, it's, it's yours now, we're gone. I'd say dad was bit away there, and mom, mom was like, you'd have to tie ma down to, to not let her up to the pub. Like, it'd Christ. kill her. She loves it. Like, right, okay. Loves yeah, exactly. it. Loves going up, walking behind the, behind the counter, just wiping something. Or, you <laughs> know what I mean? Like, you're like, ma, will you just go home and relax? Like, but uh, that's what mothers are about, aren't they? Yeah, you know? yeah, exactly. She's she still there for, like, the emergency. Someone doesn't rock up for work or staff shortage or anything. Oh, the hand to go up. I'll do that. Yeah. <laughs> no problem. Jeez, that's good to have sometimes in fairness, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah no. Jeez, that's great. Um, and then what's the do you see at the moment you're you're playing Mead senior hurling? I'm on, yeah, I'm still involved with the hurlers, Scotty. Yeah. Is there do do you feel the body getting sore? Is there any plans in the future to kind of pull back a little bit, or is it all guns blazing and keep going? Ah, yeah. Look, I know I'm I'm, I'm realistic to know that my time is coming very shortly now. I'm at the end of the of my career um, at Intercounty, but hmm. look, I was asked back in this year and I was wanted in. So um, once once I was asked in, I said I'd, I'll I'll keep going. Mm. Body was in decent nick. Um, I have to strap a few things up. Don't get me wrong, my ankles yeah. and a couple of toes and stuff like that. <laughs> but um, if I have to do that for trainings and games, I'll be I'll be happy enough. But um, look, it, it, time waits for no man, does it? Yeah, exactly. So yeah. that's gonna that's gonna happen eventually. But um, look, these boys like Zlatan Ibrahimovic and mm. these these boys give me great inspiration so yeah 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 i'll keep mind in the body and looking after myself yeah, as best is. i can buffon went on until what is he still going some boy. still going he's somebody. back yeah. with Harman, is he mm, think yeah. so and he's what 40s mid 40s yeah, he's uh is he playing with like the son of the manager that gave him his debut or something <laughs> wow. that's crazy there's, there, there's something like that anyway. i think i read it there unbelievable yeah. it's possible it's possible do you, anyway, s- do you still do those um makeshift workouts out the back with the kegs and the Made up it was very much a weights. workout still. It wasn't a, ma- a, a makeshift <laughs> workout. Make, you, well, you made you you a full workout in there. The workout was you, invent, right. you invented a bit of a gym workout stuff. Home gym. Yeah, look. Kind or of was, just, that, was that a bit of crack? Ah, it was a bit of crack. Yeah, <laughs> it was a bit of crack. But, you know, again, um, what do you do if you have no weights? Do, do You know, yeah. do something primal. But again, so. that kind of built it into the Mickey Burke brand, didn't it? Like that kind of. Yeah, like I didn't actively go looking for like, but a you Mickey did. Burke brand. <laughs> you did have a little brand, though. Like you have a big follow on Instagram. You've, you've, the you've the Honey Badger. Been. I suppose I do, yeah. Like, yeah, um, yeah the Honey Badger. Yeah, my, that, that came around. I just, I'd like to think it grew, it grew naturally. Like, you know, I wasn't obsessed about I need to have yeah. so many followers or I need to get a blue tick or I need to, you yeah. know, uh, you know, be Mickey Burke, Tony Badger. I just, Tony Badger kind of came because I'm small enough in stature. I'm not the tallest, um, but I'll I'll fight for anything and I'll, you know, I'm dogged, like yeah. I'll keep going and that that's like the same as the Honey Badger and yeah. that's how that kind of kicked yeah. off, you know. I know the, the Honey Badger's fight and eat spiders and stuff like that you know they so always liked you in the stand anyway did yeah, they games oh yeah jeez oh, like, I don't know lad I, well, I'm sure I got any, anyone we always got excited and I know even um, uh, the well the nephew's 29 now but <laughs> when we were bringing him he, he, he enjoyed when you were playing and things like that because I think you you were just there at the time where you were you end up missing like Garrity and Murphy and then there just wasn't anybody and I think you kind of slightly took over with the excitement and mm. people wanting to go play with you. And like I think that kind of built into your brand then because you kind of took over that mantle of people getting excited when they see you warm up if you weren't starting mm. or when you were playing. And because of the way you played as well, where mm. I think you always took 
the game by the scruff of the neck like and there was times and that's the meat spirit as well in games that um, I think that's what the crowd really liked about you then as well yeah, I think commentators always kind of mentioned yeah. you differently than other players yeah. as well because like. obviously you were never in the sand when you are playing like. mm. <laughs> yeah look geez, like there are lovely things to hear like I, I hope so um, I, I, I certainly was not the best player ever but like I said I would like to think that I had a good spirit and a good honesty about myself and I'd go for Everton and I'd, I'd give it my, my, you know my best shot no matter and that's that's all I say to kids as well if anyone asks me you know what's the what's the secret or there is no secret you do your best every time you go out and you have good days and you have bad days and you have you know if it's cold or wet or windy you can still run and tackle and try really really try hard and that's all I try to do you know really so mm-hmm. um, bas- basic stuff you know not rocket science mm-hmm. yeah you, you, you kind of you stood out, um, I, I think, I remember seeing you a few years ago, and you had mad long hair, <laughs> and you had the white boots, and you just looked like a fucking wild man. Yeah, but yeah. I think that was part of the, the, the brand as well. Maybe it wasn't a conscious thing, but did it, do you think it helped that you stood out a little bit as well when you were on the pitch? Nah, maybe, yeah. Look, uh, we all have our strengths and our weaknesses, don't we? I was probably pretty durable and, and naturally strong, mm. and uh, maybe the long hair brought a bit of a caveman thing yeah, to it yeah. again you can believe me if you want honestly I never went out and said look I'm going to be the caveman you know yeah, it yeah. just kind of naturally yeah, evolved yeah. I said I'm going to let my hair grow long for a while here let the beard grow and then you look at it one day and you go no I'm going to shave it again so yeah. um, but maybe just having that natural strength from the farm and sheep and yeah. pulling kegs around and well I think that was it that's what we all talked like you yeah, know yeah, so um, it's, it's kind of uncomfortable talking about yourself yeah, bit, you yeah. Know? But, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah so that's how it that's how it uh, uh, it kind of kicked off, I suppose. It's that time, you know the name. It's the reason we all came. Find the words that are the same. It's that time to play the waffle game. Having loads of fun. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, what am I doing? 30 seconds. 30, 30 seconds. seconds. Okay. I wasn't right? written in school now, but this, this might be <laughs> 30 seconds, guess five things. Okay, it? So yeah. it's just whatever five things, just keep firing whatever comes words. into your head okay, yeah okay. words things places okay. whatever trust me it's harder than you think yeah. okay. Okay. that's okay. what she said Marky, um, in 30, 30 seconds can you name five English rugby league teams uh, Leeds Rhinos Wigan Warriors uh, Hull KR Hull FC um, uh, St Helens um, Warrington um or Sheffield Eagles, uh, London Broncos, um, three, two, or Catalan Dragons, but they're France. Oh. That's it. That's it. I think I, that one was said. Yeah, yeah I think so. Yeah, yeah. Um, got, got a fair amount. To be I'm fair. Gonna, yeah, I'm gonna have to ask you right because I think you might have said the last one as well, but you didn't give the full name. But we want to give it. But I'm not sure if you did, right? Yeah. So you said uh, Warrington Wolves. Yep. Huddersfield Giants Leeds Rhinos and St. Helen Saints and then I think you said the Tigers but I have Castleford Tigers no Castleford Tigers right I didn't say them no you no. okay okay so you got four mm. Jesus no, that's pretty good four five. Five. wow <laughs> that's terrible but he's a massive rugby league fan I had, I had, <laughs> an, I had an absolute blank there nobody's yeah. ever gotten five so oh, no one's ever got five that was such a lock he, yeah, I didn't even get good questions right on gin you go absolutely blank. Yeah. It's ridiculous. What the hell? Sadistic little game, that one. Yeah. Yeah. When you're under pressure, you see. <laughs> <laughs> right, Bert, uh, do you want to do your... Uh, do you have a shell bomb? I do have something with? here now, yeah. I've got one as well, actually. 
Okay, so we, we're all fond of the owl naps. So this is something to do with naps, okay? So you probably know that snails are pretty slow creatures, but did you know that they also take the long snaps? <laughs> One nap can last up to three years. <laughs> That's fucking mad. Um, <laughs> did I give you the koala uh, fact last week? What about yeah, well, maybe that was in the car. No, that was, not, that that was, was the podcast, or no, the... That was the comedy thing. Me and John were, went out together on Saturday night. You we know had that? a great night yeah. on Saturday. It was class. Yeah. Um, I was friends. invited this time, but I didn't go. All right, because I didn't know I was officially invited. I thought I was the sub waiting for some other lad not to go. No, uh, and then I made other plans. No, it's a pity. It was great. It's probably the best night of my life. Um, yeah. Okay, so did you know <laughs> that it's totally legal to escape from prison in some countries? So... Several countries, including Mexico, Germany, and Austria, see the desire to escape from prison as a basic human nature rather than an unlawful act. So consequently, a prison break isn't considered a crime itself. But before you start uh, thinking about that, it's, it's actually it's okay to do it. Um, they will go and hunt you down. <laughs> but they, they won't, they won't uh, give you any criminal charges for trying to escape from prison, apparently, oh. in Mexico, Germany, and Austria. Yeah, I don't, think, uh, I don't think they'll just chase you down and bring you back, I think. Oh, they'll, they'll beat the lard out of you. But it's not a crime, apparently, to try and escape oh. from prison, which it is in other countries. Oh. So you'll get another yeah. one for trying to get out. Hmm. Oh. What about you, John Boy? None, but I have a story about Robbie oh, Kennedy. For fuck's sake. <laughs> you won't believe it. Have you know? You know Robbie Kennedy's a legend. Yep. yep. Of course you do. Yeah, everyone knows him. Well, Robbie does these wild things whenever we're out and about, and we went sea swimming there on Sunday, <laughs> and uh, he met a fish, and he had, he said, right, I'll "Give you a hold your breath contest," and he won against the fish. <laughs> he's just an absolute legend. Just a, whatever he can do, he's some some man. I, 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 just a quick story about Robbie Kennedy in school. Oh, right? oh, oh, <laughs> a real one. <laughs> oh yes. No, it's, no, it's true. First year, uh, first year in school, Robbie was like a fully grown man. Like he was, he, <laughs> yeah, was, yeah. he had muscle, <laughs> muscles upon muscles. Yeah. And I just remember Paddy McDade, and he went over to Paddy McDade. Paddy McDade offered, like he said, yeah. Rob, Robbie, lift me up. He's a big he, lad as he well. He just grabbed him like that, and Paddy, Paddy was like reasonable and Robbie just picked him up like that by the scruff of the neck and <laughs> dropped him down like in first year yeah. it was an amazing I always remember that uh, feat of strength yeah. at the time like yeah. I went over to Paddy McDade and tried to grab him with two arms at full effort and couldn't budge him like off the ground Robbie, ju Ro Robbie just grabbed him like that and, and, and picked him up I always remember that yeah Robbie was, was Mad. serious strength Robbie Kennedy had farmer strength without ever stepping foot in the farm <laughs> as like yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. <laughs> 